Hello everyone in, in the open church in Andorra. I'm sitting here in my living room. Uh, I've been asked to share uh, with you today, this Sunday. And uh, it's a privilege for me to actually have this uh, opportunity. Um, this last Sunday in Open Church here in Hanning, I was sharing a message and I would like just to convey some of those thoughts uh, to you as well. Hopefully this will work. I'm sitting in my living room and uh, this is my television. So while I'm speaking, I'll try to just shift those uh, slides so you can follow the scriptures that is, that is there. Uh, I uh, don't know if you can see it on the screen, but I'm speaking today about communities with purpose. I heard a, a story uh, the other day, and I, actually I saw a video on, on YouTube, and it was a video about a rat that was placed in a, in a cave. In a, in a, in, in, and in that cave, it was offered two kind of drinks. It was, it was offered clear water, and it was offered water with some kind of narcotic substance in. Uh, the interesting thing is that the rat that was alone almost every time it needed to drink was drinking from the poisonous or the infected water with narcotic stuff. Uh, that water kind of gave it some uh, relief in its loneliness in that cave. Then they developed the experiments and they placed a lot of rats in the same cave and they put in some equipment to play with and made it into a rat park, a rat heaven, where life was good for the rats and they could enjoy each other. Again, they placed the two um, bottles of water, one with clear, clean water and one with infected narcotic infected water and uh, they waited to see what happened. The interesting thing is that in the in this last setting no, none of the rats were actually drinking the narcotic infected water none of the rats were taking the poisonous water all the rats were drinking the clear uh, uh, the clear and clean water. Now, that small experiment is also an experiment about a very important thing. Uh, the opposite of addiction is not uh, to withhold, but is fellowship. Let me explain. We think that if you are addicted to something, you are addicted. Uh, because of a certain reason but what they have found out is that most addictions that actually uh, ends up uh, being a problem for our, for us, our lives is, a, is addictions that are uh, founded in a, a personal issue on the inside I'll, I mean people that are in the hospital are not they are offered painkillers and morphine and so on, but they do not come out of the hospital uh, like drug addicts. Uh, so, so the reason that people often become drug addicts or addicts of any 
uh, any any bad things you can think about is not uh, actually the, the 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 drug itself but the sense of loneliness on the inside so let me make my point the idea that someone lived best alone is fake news the bible tells us that we are determined by god to live together that actually living together with uh, other people is the most healthy way of living we all live in fellowships we all we all are part of different fellowships and and those fellowships uh, they make sense or if they do not make sense we will not be a part of the fellowship uh, life is full of fellowships the church is a fellowship family is a fellowship and if family is functioning the way that it's supposed to be and there's a, an atmosphere of love and adoration, respect and trust, then family would be great and uh, kids would keep coming back to their parents and to their house and their home place because there's something in that fellowship that is just uh, very good for us and that we like and that we want to get more more of so uh, family is a fellowship but at the same time in the in in the good families in the healthy families um, kids do also and the grown-ups do also engage in other fellowships so kids go to school that's a fellowship you go to work that's a fellowship you have friends that's a fellowship so so the goal with uh, with a family is not to keep the kids on the inside and protect them against the outside the goal of the family is to um, make the kids ready to the outside so so that becomes kind of the uh, equivalent to church if church is only uh, a matter of trying to keep people on the inside so that they are not infected by the outside then church has absolutely lost is its uh, purpose and uh, it's on its way uh, out of God's uh, will so and that's what I want to just share a few minutes about here today that that we that when we understand our God ordained purpose as people and as a church we cannot just be caught up by protecting ourselves from dangers from the outside we have to open up without fear and reach out to people uh, everywhere uh, in the in the surrounding uh, society uh, it's interesting when, when when Jesus talked about this he talked about he usually mention it as the kingdom of God uh, speaking about the kingdom of God and the life that Jesus came with and was representing and was trying to pass on to the disciples and the people around him he mentioned the kingdom of God and he mentioned that the kingdom of God is something that cannot be hidden uh, it, 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 it's, it's a light that you that you that you place uh, on a mountain or in a light uh, stand it's not something that should be hidden or it's like a, a seed that is put in the ground and it's growing 
uh, or, or it's like yeast that is just infecting all the all the uh, all the bread before it becomes a bread. I can't remember the word anyway. Uh, so so it's something that is growing and that is um, uh, breaking uh, out of its um, its uh, its its boundaries, if I can say so. So. So what is Jesus saying? He's actually saying when he's talking about the kingdom of God that the kingdom of God cannot be placed in a in a box or in a small setting and and then protected there. Uh, the kingdom of God is not about uh, gathering in a small place, staying there, and then become more and more holy, uh, so that Jesus finally can come and 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 and, and take us to heaven. But the kingdom of God is of a substance that actually make us able to be part of a society without fearing being infected because we are so strong in our own base and in our own faith that when we connect with other fellowships, uh, we, um, we add to those fellowships and we do it respectfully uh, with the people that we meet there. Uh, pe people that stay in their own family and only there becomes weird. Uh, it becomes rotten. Same with churches. If we stay inside our churches, if we stay inside our fellowships, let's call that fellowship Sunday morning because that's where we meet the most. If we stay there uh, and that become kind of our, our goal to stay there, then we have lost uh, the perspective of why God called us to follow him in the first place. Uh, there's a scripture I found it's from the message uh, uh, version from Romans 12 uh, verse 1 and 2 and it says uh, like this, I, I really like this, so here's what I want you to do God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering, embracing what God, what God does for us is the best thing we can do for Him. You see, we have to live every day with the understanding that there's a purpose for my life. If the only day in the week that you live with purpose is Sunday, because you're on the usher team or you are speaking in the church, giving a testimony, leading something, helping the kids, doing the coffee. If, if you only live with godly purpose in, that, in those few, few hours during the week, you have lost the understanding and the perspective of why you're here. God called us to live with him every day. And he did not just call us to live with him every day. He called us to, to spread um, the life that comes from him out of our life every day to people around us. It means that no, no matter wherever you are, you are called by God. Our life is a gift from God, but it's also a gift to God. He gave us life but we give our life back to him, our everyday life. 
So everything you do today, everything you do tomorrow, when you get to work on your school, bring it to God as an offering. Because then you will find the purpose for being there. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, we have another scripture that is often quoted in churches. And I will quote it here, but I will just probably challenge maybe your opinion or your uh, understanding of that scripture a little bit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and 12, the Bible tells us, Now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Uh, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So, to build up the body of Christ, if you understand, if you, if you realize that Jesus, he came to this earth, not just to save you and me, but he came to this earth and he told his disciples that they should go to all uh, to the ends of the world, actually, and preach the gospel to everyone, everywhere. So, if the the gift that God gave to His church is is limited to reaching out to the church, and we then we talk about like Sunday morning, and and that's the only place and the only task that the that the ministry gifts have is to uh, kind of get the church in a better shape, if I can say so. Um, then we have lost mission in our ministry. Then everything the ministry gifts do and is paid to do is to help the church become better and more holy. But I believe that when God is speaking about the, the body of Christ, He's not just speaking about what is already there, but He's speaking about uh, the people that is not there yet but that when he looks at them, he sees them as part of the church. So, so, so when, how do you find your purpose? How do I find my purpose? Well, you, you need to, I mean, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not I, I didn't become a pastor to find my purpose. I became a pastor because it was my purpose. What is your purpose in life? Some Christians think that if I can only become a pastor, then I will find my purpose. But I'm telling you here, from this living room in my house in Denmark today, that your purpose is probably not to be a pastor. Your purpose is something else. It's probably what you are already doing. If you can find your purpose in what you are already doing, then God can reveal your purpose on the long on the long. Uh, on the long haul. So, if you only attend work or do what you do to earn money so you can get more things, more stuff, then you really need a new perspective for your life. Because you are called to serve God with all you have. You're, God, you're called to God, serve God with your gifts and your talents, yes, and your money and everything else. Uh, that's a uh, that's a nature law from God's sides. I mean, it was only one out of 12 tribes that served in the temple. Okay? If the only purpose in life, meaningful purpose in life, is serving in the church, 
then what about the rest? Because we only have two or three preachers or pastors. We, we, only, we, only, we, we, we need you as volunteers, of course, in the church. And, and you guys are great at that. I know that. We need that. And we have to help each other to make church and Sunday uh, a great experience for everyone that comes. So that's where we help. That's why we give. That's why we serve. That's to make that happen. But the rest of the week, you are, you are in your real ministry for God. And that's what I want to speak into today and just release with these few words in your life uh, today. The other day I was challenged by a thought. The thought was, am I pastor of open church or am I actually pastor of my city? And, and I couldn't give a good answer, honestly, just immediately. I had to think about it. And uh, when I thought about it, this scripture that I just read from Ephesians came to my mind. And I had the thoughts that I'm sharing with you now that if I am called by God to equip his church to do ministry, and I see his church not just as those who have already received, but also those that are about to receive, then the gift that he has given to me as a pastor, as a preacher, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, those gifts as an apostle kind of ministry, those gifts is not just to use inside the church and inside the church building, but they are also to be used outside the church building. And usually that flows naturally, but I don't think about it. When I start to think about it, when I become aware of it, suddenly when I go down to the shopping mall, I'm not just Lars, I'm also a pastor. I'm also a leader. I'm also a guy who sees things and is able to create things and help people get right, not just with God, but with life um, and with, with their purpose in life. And I hope you understand what I'm, I'm talking about here because I really want you to go out, go out of church and dates today in, in Adola and be thrilled about work life tomorrow because you are on a mission for God. I was, uh, I was with a businessman. Uh, he invited me uh, uh, during a weekend. And the reason for inviting me was that I, was, uh, I, had, I had some thoughts, ideas about his business that came to me. So I reached out and I, I shared my thoughts with him. And, and because of that, he invited me to come and help him uh, with some of the things around his business. And honestly, uh, I was sitting there. It was a weekend. It was Sunday. And I knew that if I, if I was just, I mean, out preaching, Somewhere, everybody in church was, would be like, yay, awesome, pastors out preaching. But here I was sitting with a businessman, talking with him. Was that okay? And I felt like, I felt, like I, I felt on my inside that, that it was okay. I just needed some words to actually express why, why is this uh, okay. And, 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 and that's when this uh, came to me with uh, uh, the ministry gifts that the, call, the calling of the ministry gifts 
is not just for the church that is already there, but it's for the church that God sees when he looks at people. And I was sitting there with this businessman and I felt like I was doing my ministry. I felt like I was doing the right thing. I was not in church and, and, and hear me right. I'm not trying to tell you don't go to church Sunday if you just want to do something else. I, I think it's a good idea once a week to, to gather and to meet and to celebrate Jesus and to create an atmosphere where you can bring your friends. It's amazing. We love that in open church. But don't feel bad about yourself when God is using you in different arenas. And that's what I suddenly felt like God was doing. He was using me in different arenas. And there I was helping this businessman, finding solutions that brought his business into a new level. So, so I believe that you and me, we all have something to share. We have something to give. There's a reason for your life. And there's a reason for you living and there's a reason for you living in Andola. Make sure that you find that reason, you find that purpose. And it's not just about Sunday morning, it's about what you do each and every day of your life. Recently, I was sitting with a few people and I was evaluating an event we have had here in Herning in May. It was the biggest church event ever done in Denmark. I don't know if you guys have heard about this and I don't have time to speak a lot about it here, but it was the biggest church event ever in Denmark. And we as Open Church were highly involved in that and very, very, very close to the process of making this happen. So I was sitting in an evaluation process with two of the top people from our city that we, that we usually don't talk to. But as I was talking to them about uh, uh, what we had been doing uh, in, in, uh, these, uh, in this project, uh, we gathered like eight and a half thousand people in the biggest indoor arena in Denmark celebrating Jesus. It was amazing. I tell you, you should have been there. And, uh, and, and, and we filled the whole city with 430 different things that were going on. It was not just us. It was all the churches in town. It was the state church. It was charismatic churches as ours. It was all the churches even the Catholic Church, everybody was there and we were surrounded about the thing that we agreed upon. And when we were sitting there talking with these ladies, I was amazed about the words they say. They said when they said, hey, we have done, we have arranged so many things the last 20 years in this city in Herning and it's good and there's many good things, but we just have to say this was amazing. And we have to ask you, how did you do it? And I was amazed because usually Herning doesn't ask the church, how did you do it? But here we were sitting with these people and they wanted to know how we did it. So coming back to you, I believe we have something to give as a church. I believe we have a reason for being here. I believe there's a purpose for us living. And I do believe that God has a purpose for open church in Andola. If you can live your life with purpose, I believe that both the church in Open Church Andola and the city of Andola will be a better place. And that's my prayer, honestly, that all of you down there will be able to actually put, put value on your own life. 
so you understand that God has something that he wants to do with you. And so that you understand that what you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, that's also church. I really want to bless you and I really want to pray that God my Father will help you to live that way. Father, should we pray? Father, help open church and Ola. Help each and everyone who is there today to just realize that they are called and they are sent by you. And they are able to actually make a difference and change the city of Andola to become a better city for everyone. Father, come with your spirit and make that happen in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, my friends. It's been a privilege to be with you today and I hope you'll have an awesome Sunday. God bless you. Bye.